All right. Today on the Wind Daily Show podcast, I have the founder, the creator, the captain of our ship, Jason Mizrahi. How you doing today, man? Pretty good, Mike. How you doing, man? It's a good day to be alive, brother. You know how it is. Um, as I said, CEO and founder of Wind Daily, author of Wind Daily, Sirius XM radio, radio show host, captain of our ship. Jason, what does it mean to Wind Daily to you? It's just a mindset, man. It, it really is. And I, I'm going to use... I'm going to timestamp when we've done this. We're into week three of the quarantine and people call me. I speak to people and everybody asks me how I'm doing. And I see everybody else freaking out who has kids and they're kind of surprised to some extent. I'm not gloating about it, but I'm always telling people during this quarantine, this coronavirus situation, I'm like, it's a blessing, man. Like I've never had the opportunity to spend this much time with my one-year-old daughter. And I never thought I would maybe for a weekend, but with doing serious on Saturday and Sunday, that was cut out. I haven't taken a vacation because I don't really want to travel with my daughter, even before the coronavirus, because she's only one years old. So I could have maybe got two days here or a day there. Now, to be honest with you, it's a, it's a huge blessing. You can't get time back. And these three weeks that I've had so far, I've been spending every waking moment with her outside of hopping on Zoom calls for work and for the website and everything else that we got going on. But it's that positive mindset to always look for the positives and things and not dwell on the negatives. Yeah, it's really shitty in the world right now. A lot of things are going bad. People are dying. People are sick. But in my landscape, I'm staying positive. I'm home. I'm safe. I'm prepared as I can be for this quarantine, you know, and I just have this mindset that there's, there's a blessing in this and there's something positive in this. And that's how I approach every day is, you know, even something bad happened, you know, if I lose, um, you know, lose that DFS, there's a positive in there. You can, if you look for it, there's always something there. And that's the mindset of Win daily, man. It's always, there's always something good. It's always something positive coming out of things. Time is, the real commodity in life. So if you can kind of always stay positive with your time, you're going to have a better outlook on life and better things will happen to you. So that's the mindset I kind of live by always staying positive as much as possible. And I love that, man. I mean, just, just a couple points. I mean, time is the only thing we don't get more of, right? So you either, you, we all get 24 hours in a day. It just depends on how you use them, whether you're getting up at eight o'clock or you're going to sleep at two or you're getting up at six, whatever it is. I mean, you get these 24 hours, use them as best you can and, and take advantage of them. And I really like the way you say that. I mean, I don't want to talk too, too much about the coronavirus. It is what it is. It's a pretty big piece of human history now, right? you know, we're in week three of the quarantine. We really don't know when it's going to end, you know, hopefully sooner rather than later. But at the same time, as you said, it's, it's a mindset. Win Daily is a mindset. It's waking up every day thinking positivity. I know we come from the same gospel. We're both followers of David Meltzer. I love what he does. I know you love what he does too. And he always preaches that. But one thing that is much easier said than done is to stay positive throughout, you know, just the normal life. People have a difficulty doing that. And now, you know, throw everything on top of it. However many people are unemployed, not making money. How do you make sure, again, you're, you're blessed. You got a great job. You got a great company, a great wife, an awesome daughter. How do you help others, though, stay positive when maybe they didn't work as hard as you and they aren't, they aren't in as great of situations? I think to circle back for one thing, in order to win daily, you got to be able to lose a lot and not be affected by loss. Um, and in DFS and just in life, I take a lot of risk, calculated risk, whether it's considered gambling or investing or opening businesses and failing um, numerous times. If you're not willing to take that risk and lose, you really don't get a chance to win too often. Um, so I just want to circle back. You have to accept losing and failing because if you don't technically quit, yeah, you lost a game. And if you take baseball, there's 162 games. If you lose game one, there's still 161 left. And just like in business and life, if you're not looking at it from a day-to-day -day basis and you're looking for the long term, you got to enjoy the journey first. Um, and I didn't really realize that until I became a little bit older. I wanted to retire when I was 30, and I thought that was the goal. Um, now that's not the goal no more. The goal is just to keep repurposing what I'm doing in order to keep achieving bigger goals and loftier goals. Um, so I try, to, I try to keep everybody on that, on that playing field, you know, and it's, it's tougher. It's really odd to me 
because I train people for a living too, um, consulting wise. And I train people who from a, a money and status level are ahead of me. And I train people that are below me at the same level as me. People who think they're above me, but below me. People who think they're below me, but they're above me. Because I carry myself on a certain level, regardless of my money status or where I'm at in my life. And it, it's odd to me which people listen. And if I tell people, hey, go listen to this podcast, it will help you or help anybody who listens to it. Um, it's shocking to me if I go tell 10 random people, my wife, a friend, a coworker, a boss, an employee, um, somebody I just meet, you know, randomly, I tell them, oh, this book really moved me or this podcast really make a difference. It's weird to see the people that actually, yo, Jay, great thing you referred that Tim Ferriss podcast to me. It really opened my eyes on something. It's shocking to me. You never know who's going to pick it up and listen. And you would think if somebody was struggling, they'd want to listen to it. You would think if somebody's really successful, they'd want more, but it never really works out that way. I'm always shocked by the people who actually pick it up and listen. And from a, from a current status at Win Daily, I feel like somehow, some way, the guys um, that I recruited to bring in, they've all kind of naturally adapted that mindset without me pushing it on them. Like every person that – the people that are our core guys, I'm not going to mention names, but the guys know who they are, they have adapted everything without me even preaching it or maybe even reading the book because they're just drawn to it to some extent. And I think, you know, um, I vetted them for when I ask people if they want to join the crew, I'm like, what are you in this for? Do you want to build your own personal brand? Do you want short-term money? Do you want to see this thing throughout in the long term? Certain questions I have to filter out who's really in it to be in it and who really wants to do this. And, and that's the tough part to figure out, especially if you're forced to work with people that don't really want change, you know, or people who are really close to you, like loved ones that they don't really see it. And then you kind of just see it from the outside and they say, wow, you're so lucky. Uh, why are you so lucky? Why are good things happening to you? They don't see the failures. They don't see, even people close don't see the late nights or the struggling. Cause I don't, I don't harp on that. And I don't, praise all my winnings um i sometimes i you know don't even tell people about them but you know i think it really comes down to having the mindset and being able to lose and being very open-minded too it's just to get people to listen is the difficult thing that i'm always um trying to figure out sometimes i think you know some people just don't want to change whether they think they're good or whether they think it's not possible to get better yeah um, i mean like attracts like, right? Yeah. You know, that, as you said before, the people that you vetted, the incredible members of this team, the, you know, I talk to them all the time. And one thing they always preach positivity, yeah. right? Like it's, it's, it's a lot harder. It's, it's a lot easier said than done. But at the same time, when you can get a group of like-minded people together and especially that kind of like-minded, that positivity aspect, like, yeah, everybody knows you're not going to win every single day at DFS. That's not how the world works. You're not going to win at every at bat when you're a major league baseball player. You know, if you can win three out of 10 times, you're one of the greatest to ever play the game. And, you know, it's just very important for people to understand that that one loss is not going to define your career. One loss is barely going to define a day. It's yeah. just the opportunities that come with it. And as you said, you have to learn how to lose because as long as you're learning something from those losses and you don't quit, as you were saying, that's when the winning is going to start to happen. That's a win in itself. And two points you just made. One thing that I find like really funny, a couple of statements I hear all the time that kind of makes me sick. Somebody on like on a Monday or a Tuesday saying they're having a bad week. I'm like, dude, <laughs> the week just started. It's Monday or it's Tuesday. How are you having a bad week? And then to that same extent, you know, you saying three out of 10 in the major leagues over a career makes you a hall of famer. I don't know why people don't adapt that more in life. So say you started 10 businesses or you took 10 chances in life, calculated chances. You failed seven times, but that one business, you know, grossed you um, $350,000 a year and a business that you love doing or even $100,000 a year and you do it on your own terms. 
okay, you failed the first six, seven times, but that eighth time was the time that if you didn't take that next chance, you wouldn't have experienced this whole new world. Uh, something that you're really passionate about. I listen to Gary Vee a lot. Like a lot of people like hate their, this is one thing that just drives me insane. People that I see at work that complain about their jobs or complain about even at DFS complain about their results and the results that they get, the check that they get, the where they finish in the tournament. But when the next day comes to do that work, they're not willing to do it or at work, they're complaining about it. They don't do anything about it. They don't like fix their resume and go get another job. They don't outperform at work and mention it to their bosses. They just sit back and pull the effort back and complain more. Like, how are you going to pull the effort back, complain more, and get better results mm-hmm. in anything in life? You know, if you're playing baseball, okay, coach is not playing me. Okay, I'm going to try less hard, and I'm just going to complain more. Is that going to get you more playing time? Hell no. At your job, same thing. In DFS, same thing. You know, you can maybe get lucky one day, but that's not going to be bringing consistent results if you bring your effort back and complain more and act more negative. And that's how a lot of people walk through life, and I think that's – the reason why a lot of people fail, you're not taking risks, you're not, you know, educating yourself, you're not fixing your flaws, you're not looking internally, you're just complaining and acting negative, and that's going to get you absolutely terrible results. And like I said, I see people around me in my life and at work and in DFS, uh, all they do is complain about their situation, but like, what are you doing to come out of that situation? What positive steps are you taking to, to make your life better? And a lot of them just say, I don't have time for that. My man, you can wake up early. You can survive off five hours of sleep for a full year because that's what I've been at before this quarantine. I was working like between my job, the businesses I'm running, playing DFS. I was putting 20-hour days for a full year and a half, and I consider myself healthy. Um, And, you know, it's possible. You don't need 10 hours a day to sleep. You know, yes, you don't want to be running ragged at five hours a day forever, but, you know, for, for a good period of time to put that work in and put those sacrifices in. And I know people say, uh, you know, these people go out and they're partying and they're posting on Instagram. You know, it's not the life that you really want, man. Put that work in for a year or two and really see something through before you give up on it. 100%. I mean, you can, nobody can sit here and tell me that there, it's impossible for you to wake up 25 minutes earlier, right? Like, that's just ridiculous. Of course, you can wake up 25 minutes earlier. Whether you're waking up at 6 all right, what's 535? Is that is that 25 minutes just going to ruin the rest of your your life? No, not at all. And you know, you can then extrapolate that out over time to that hour. If you can get an extra hour of work in every day, but that hour of work is towards something that as you said, you're trying to achieve, you're trying to get out of your job. All right, well put 30 minutes a day into something. And then on the weekends when you're sitting in front of the TV watching college football or streaming Netflix, maybe don't. Maybe take yeah, but- a few of those hours out and actually do something with it. Yeah, the the best explanation that I've heard from anybody I've heard, and I read a lot of books and listened to a lot of people on podcasts and, and talk, was people are innately basically molded, you know, through their DNA to, to fly to safety. And before you even have the chance, you know, talk about going to the gym, something that I'm currently failing at myself. Um, before you, you even get a chance to think about it, your brain's already telling you, no, stay on the couch. It's comfortable. Nothing bad's going to happen to you there. And if you don't have control over your brain, which in this case, you really don't, you just have to power through it and just get off your ass and, and get in the car and, and go to the gym because you're not, if you're left, if you leave your brain to make that decision, it's going to tell you to sit back down. Because going to the gym in your brain has already trained you to say you're sweating, it's exhausting, it's strenuous, why go there? And, you know, from over time, it used to tell you, don't go around that corner, it might be a dinosaur there. Stay safe in your cave. And over the generations, that's what your mind told you. So what she said to do in the five-second rule is before you're, you're, you have five seconds to make a decision. So before that five seconds rings off and it says hit the snooze button or just flip the channel – you just got to get up because if you don't get up, you're not going to make the right decision because you've been trained not to. And nobody is motivated. It's not like Jason Mizrahi has his motivation gene to work harder than most, or Michael has his motivation gene 
or, or Michael Jordan or, you know, any of these athletes had this motivation gene. They just didn't, they didn't let their brain defeat them. And they just went out there and made these decisions without even thinking about it. Because if you make the decision to sit on the couch, you feel good right then and there. But then about an hour or two later after eating some Oreos, you're going to feel depressed and you don't feel like you got anything done. The opposite, you force yourself to get off the couch, you get in the car, you drive there, you feel like, why did I just do this? I have to go to the gym. This is terrible. But then when you walk out of the gym, you have this feeling of accomplishment that you did something good for yourself and you can re-trigger your brain to, to make better decisions over time if you don't let your brain think for you and just get up and do it. So, you know, that's the tough part about it. And just on a side note, I didn't know this. And I thought it was pretty interesting. The whole snooze button, you know, your brain is, you know, those, those deep sleep periods of when you're supposed to get like the most energized recuperating sleep, you're sleeping like three or four hour periods. If you wake up from that snooze button and you hit the snooze button and then you go back to sleep for 10 minutes, guess what happens? Your brain thinks you're going back for a four hour you know, deep sleep. And then when you wake up 10 minutes later and you interrupt that long sleep, that's when you just screwed yourself because now you're going to feel fatigued because you're supposed to be sleeping for another three, four hours. So hitting that snooze button, something that I've failed at in the past. Now I don't, you know, the best thing you can do is put that phone far enough away from you. If you want to do it the right way, put it far enough away from you when you go to sleep. So you can't hit the snooze button because it's really ruining your sleep by hitting the snooze button and getting back up. Very off topic, but something that I think would be really interesting for people to see and listen to. So it's a five-second rule by Mel Robbins. So if somebody wants to pick up that book, it's definitely for somebody who's been motivated. Um, I think it's helped me a lot um, and something that I think can help anybody. I do like that a lot. I have heard the five-second rule, and, and I've, I've heard it in a different way rather than you know, you have, I might've boxed it up a little bit. No, no, no. I mean, I'm I'm sure there's different, uh, there's obviously a lot of different theories and and stuff. I've also heard it in a way that once you have an idea, rather than letting yourself react to it, you just count down from five. And once you hit one, just do it. Yeah. So you don't, yeah. yeah, So exactly. That's what I mean. It's the same thing. You just don't give your brain the time to think. It's just like, I don't want to get out of bed five, four, three, two, one, go. And then you're actually more motivated to get out of bed. Um, I personally am not the greatest at the snooze button. Some days I'm incredible with it and I just get up. Um, I recently actually started to put my phone far enough away so that my feet have to touch the ground. And the ground is very cold in the morning, especially getting out of the really warm bed. And that's pretty much what jolts me up. I've also recently switched my alarm to the Chicago Bulls theme song. And if that does not get you jumping and ready at 6.30 or 6.25, whenever my alarm goes off in the morning, Man, just try it out. It's definitely worth a shot. Everybody loves it. You can think you're Michael Jordan. You get ready, you get rocking, you get rolling. Yeah, you got to take your weakness. If you know your weaknesses, so my weaknesses right now that I haven't been able to defeat has been going to the gym, which my excuse is I have my one-year-old daughter and I'm working like a maniac. So I, I paint that big excuse in my head. But I also, while I'm recording this, I have a treadmill to the side of me. I got dumbbells, a punching bag behind me. You can work out anywhere. So it's just an excuse. It's my laziness, but that's something that I got to retrain my, my brain just to, even if it's a 10-minute workout, a 20-minute workout. Like the other day I did dumbbells and some simple stuff around the house, and I felt good. I felt sore the next day, which is a good sign that I did something right. But then the next two days I haven't done anything. So like today's the day I got to get back into it. But that's the one thing I've been kind of fighting because, you know, with, with life, it's like if you feel like other things are moving – in the right direction, you make excuses for potentially your health, which is, you know, on the totem pole of things might be the most important thing. Um, you know, but if it's not dire, you kind of put it to the side because like, Oh, I'm pretty healthy, you know, so you don't have to worry about it, but you want to prepare for the worst. So I got to get back into it, man. Mind, body, and soul, man. They're all connected. Um, they're all absolutely connected and they all drive off each other. They feed off each other. And then they, as you were saying before, it's it's very easy to let the mind take over and say, no, nah, we don't really want to go to the gym today. Just think of how delicious those Oreos look. You know, it's just too easy to do that sometimes. So you really, as as much as there is a tug of war between the three of them, there's also a way that if you can align them, I'm not going to say you're perfect, but you're going to get a lot of, lot, lot, you're going to get places a lot quicker. Yeah, I can validate that right now because I have more time now than ever, and I still don't work out every day. Mm-hmm. 
So it's just straight up an excuse because yeah. if I can't do it during quarantine time, like I'm just a failure working out because I'm making excuses, whether I'm working or spending time doing other things, it's just an excuse. Everybody's got 20 minutes that they can, you know, sweat, you know, do something. I went outside. I went on a run today. It was beautiful out. My excuse is it's always too cold. So I never go out and I never go for that run. Um, but now it's 50 something degrees heavier in the Northeast. That's not an excuse anymore. So now I've been getting out. I've been getting going. There you go, man. Got to do too something. Bad you, you live in Jersey, man. We can go for a social distance uh, jog every day. I, can't I always, wait. my two excuses right now is I don't have a partner, which I always feel like would be, you know, an extra push. And my wife doesn't want to work out with me. So those are my two excuses now. <laughs> you have a partner. She just doesn't want to work out with you. I like yeah, that. Yeah, that combined, combined excuses right there. And, and again, you know, you, you even said it before, like, sorry for going off the rails, but I don't think we're going off the rails. I think all of this is legitimate information that people can learn from. And it is, again, here at Win Daily, we're, it, obviously, we want to help you win money at DFS. Obviously, we're trying to help you win money every single day when it comes to gambling. But that's the tagline, right? We're here to help you win, change your game, change your life. We're here to help you win at sports and at life. And I think that there's, you know, through, through the incredible people on the team, obviously, we're doing a pretty damn good job on the sports aspect of it, but we also really want to start integrating some of these life aspects into it because I know Jason, one thing that you're really passionate about is the, the mental side of DFS and the mental side of sports gambling and making sure that, you know, as we've been talking about, you know, your body, your mind, your soul, all these things are connected and Hey, you don't want to work out. Well, you also don't want to be too risky. And you also, you also have to remind yourself to follow your processes and follow your structure and do the things that you like to do and not like to do, but know you have to do. Because it's very easy when it comes to gambling. I've seen you personally do it when we were doing the Super Bowl. You're like, oh, um, all right, yeah, I'll throw this one in. And it's like, you're not even following your own rules. You're like, I know, I know, it's the Super Bowl. It's like, all right, yeah. that's your excuse today. But, you know, making sure that you're, you're on the right track and staying there, I think is something that we really want to start sharing uh, with the rest of the community. Yeah, I think what from what I've seen over the last 10 years of playing DFS for eight years, nine years, however long it's been these days, I don't even remember what day it is anymore with this quarantine life. But, you know, in regards to DFS, I think a lot of the pitfalls are short-term thinking, you know, where they're, they're thinking that they're going to – people think that they're going to get rich quick. Um, chances are it's not going to happen. You know, people do get lucky – and have some beginner's luck or, you know, get hot at times. But the amount of work that I put in to get my first big win, it took years. It took two or three years of playing every day to have a a huge win. Same thing with Avi, same thing with David, uh, same thing with other members of our team. It, It takes years. Even if you're one of the best in the world, it takes years to get to that level. It's not something that just happens you know, on your first try. Um, So I think short-term thinking that it's just going to happen, you know, once you, you know, once you're around winners, you're going to win automatically right away and it's going to be a huge prize. I think that's got to be taken out of people's mindset. I think it's a longer journey. I think you should take the time to do the research and level up each level. Don't try to go from zero to a hundred in a week and try to be Avi next week because chances are you're going to lose a ton of money trying to get to his level um, in one week. As far as your process, you know, I have to reteach this to myself almost every week, every month where it's, there's so much information out there that you got to just refine your process and and trust your process. Like Embiid says, um, because I'd rather lose based off my picks and my research and my process than lose based off somebody else's. I want to take information from Avi and David and from our projection models and from, you know, news outlets that I, that I trust and I, and I listen to, but at the end of the day, it's you making that decision to, to play this way or play that way. Um, And then also I think, in regards to being profitable, if you want to be profitable, you got to take those circus prizes out of the, you know, out of the equation, um, at least as far as you don't want to concentrate all your efforts on winning a $100,000 prize from a $10 entry going against 100,000 other people. You want to focus on building your bankroll steady and consistently. And when you're feeling good about something, you take your shots, um, you elevate your prize 
uh, your, your entry fee and go from entering a $10 game to a $100 game. We don't do that every day. You do that after a while of winning. And I really think, you know, I kind of feel that I know the days that I'm going to do well. And it's not necessarily the days that I got the most time of research or the least time of research. It's the days that my gut tells me, my intuition tells me that I got it today. I see it clearly today. And I think if you have, you know, the right mindset and everything else, like you said, is connected, you'll see things a little bit clearer than everybody else on particular days. You know, if you, if you get in an argument with your wife and then run downstairs and make a lineup, you know, stressed out, chances are you're not going to be seeing, seeing too clearly. So I think the people who are successful, they're not, they're going into their process. They trust their process. They have the same process, but they're adapting day by day with changes. Like right now we're adapting to a major change in our lifestyle and also to our gambling, our DFS play. We're going from games that we all understood and played for eight, nine years. Some people won two years. Now going to a game that I have no passion for. I haven't watched one minute of tape of. And I, I really still don't know what I'm doing. And I'm just playing. And I'm con- this is considered gambling to me because I'm just throwing out money and hoping for the best, best results possible. Luckily, I have a good team around me. So I don't consider it gambling because – Avi is all in on it. You know, Jim Thompson um, built a projection model around it. So with these esports popping up, um, I got to change my process, man. I got to look within and say, hey, I'm not putting enough work in right now. I don't even know what the hell is going on in these games. And that's why Avi and Jim are having better days than me right now because they're putting – this dude Jim is putting in like seven, eight hours a day on these projection models. And Avi's up to like 5 o'clock in the morning watching these – Twitch streams. I don't even know how he's watching them, but he's doing it. And that's why he's currently, I think, 24th ranked 24th. esports player in the world. And I think I'm 300th. Um, but, you know, you got to put the work in, man. You got to be willing to, if you want to be the best at something, you got to put in more hours than anybody else. You know, I think, you know, people label it to be an expert at something, you got to put in like 10,000 hours. You know, I've definitely put in way more than 10,000 hours in DFS. Don't expect to be an expert if you haven't put in that much time and don't expect the same results as me or Avi or David or anybody else who's put in those hours because we failed a ton. We learn from our mistakes and we're consistently putting in those hours every single day. And that's the self-awareness aspect of it, right? Like understanding, as you said before, if you get into a fight with your wife, don't run downstairs and then try and throw in a lineup because you're not going to be thinking, you're not going to be seeing clearly it's self-awareness. And, and you even have the self-awareness to say, I've put in way more than 10,000 hours into this thing you should not be no like you shouldn't think that you're already at my level yet but i even understand when i shouldn't be playing or that i shouldn't be doing this maybe or i'm really leaning on the team when in reality you know as we said javi's already 24th in the world i just that just completely boggles my mind but it it, it points to how much the team and him specifically but him and, and jim and the, the entire team here what we're capable of because you, you put the right people together, right? You brought this, this positive group of people that are trying to do something, that are trying to help others. You know, I spoke with Javi today. He wants to help. Like he does, he wants to be 24th and he wants the rest of us to be 25th, 6th, 7th through, you know, right. as, as close to him as possible. Of course, he wants to take down. So, but, you know, it's just, it's understanding that, you know, you can be an expert at something, but knowing when to roll the dice, as you said, knowing when you should be putting in that $10, that $10, entering that $10 game or, or placing that $10 bet and not the $100 bet. And when you can see clearly and feel clearly and everything, as we said before, is aligned, that's when you know you can really stri- try to strike and, and get what you're trying to get. Yeah, I think, you know, if I think we, we talked about, I don't know if I did it with the series show with you or somebody else, um, but I asked David and Javi, like, if you had one superpower um, to be a super DFS player, like, you know, like an action hero, like an Iron Man, what would it be? And, you know, some funny different takes. Like I would love to know what these coaches are really thinking before they go out there. Like what is Belichick going to do today? What is Ron Rivera going to do? What are these NFL coaches? Cause I always feel like so confused because I can do all this research, but you really don't know what the hell is going on in these NFL locker rooms. But like my, biggest weakness in DFS is discipline. Like what makes me good also makes me um, fail as well. So what's good about me is I'm willing to take risk. 
and I want to play every single day. I don't want to not work every day, but there's days where it's just physically impossible for me to work. And I lack the discipline at times to take that day off, you know, but if I don't do as much work, I won't use as much of my bankroll on those nights. I'll just kind of throw a couple entries in and see what happens, but I'll never risk as much as, you know, um, I would on a normal night, but discipline is something that, you know, I always struggle with when it comes to DFS, you know, that's something that it's really tough to build. Like Steve, on the other hand, who his sole income for the past 10, 15 years, he's never, to my knowledge, had a job. He used to be a professional poker player. Then he went to a professional DFS player. And then when DFS got, the edge was gone in DFS, he went to sports betting and he's created this model for for sports betting. And that's all he does now with, with poker as well. This guy's got the discipline that he knows because this, you know, DFS to me has always been supplemental income. You know, people think I don't have other responsibilities and other jobs. And, you know, I have a consulting business. I have Win Daily, which is on top of the consulting business. And then there's DFS. But a guy like Steve, he's forced to have that discipline because his revenue and his, his money is coming from that one thing. So since I have the luxury of having money coming in from my consulting business, it forces me to not forces me, but it, it gives me the ability to lack the discipline, you know? So, you know, discipline is something that I'm consistently working on and trying to get better at, because then I feel like if I had that, that's like my, my, my missing piece, it would take away the losses, which would increase the profits um, when it comes to DFS or going in a casino and stuff like that. So like, that's a thing I'm still aware of and working on. And I think other people need to be aware of what their weaknesses are, whether they're, you know, they don't put the time in or they're not open-minded to other people's ideas. You got to be aware of what your weaknesses are and work on those or don't do things that, you know, revolve around your weakness, you know? So, um, you know, don't put yourself in situations. I grew up around people who, you know, they got mixed up with drugs or other bad things. And the guys that made it through, they won't touch anything now, you know? So if somebody was, you know, addicted to any kind of, I'm not going to mention the drugs or whatever, but they won't even drink a sip of alcohol no more because they know that may lead to it. And the other people who never got off the drugs, keep on trying. They still drink beers. They still go out. They still surround themselves with people who, could open that door back to what they were doing. And that's why they keep on falling into that same trap. So you got to really, you got to be disciplined and make those decisions to remove, you know, be aware of your, your, your weaknesses and remove the opportunities to fall back into that trap, which, you know, I think the smart people do and they readjust. Of course, it's a lot easier said than done. Um, you know, and being in certain situations is, it's different, right? Not everybody can, it's easy to say it. And obviously we've seen examples of both sides. And as you just pointed out, but I do think again, knowing, you know, being aware of what your pitfalls are, you know, just two that you've pointed out, you know, when it comes to DFS and, you know, sports gambling, it's the discipline aspect when it comes to life, you know, you're obviously a very hard worker, but ironically also kind of lazy when it comes to working out, right? Those are two, two things you pointed out. So what are you doing on a daily basis to win, you know, cause we're on the Wid daily show. Right. But to become the best father, husband, business owner, and leader that you can be, even though, you know, you have these pitfalls, you have these weaknesses and you know, you need to work on them. Like what are you doing on a daily basis to either start trying to work on them or just increasing and, and growing in all other areas of life? A couple things that I've learned to, to make this all happen is, is, is goal setting. I think you need to write shit down on a piece of paper. You know, some people who are way more successful than me, they write it down every single night and they repeat it to themselves. I haven't gotten to that level yet. I wish I, I could. Have. You have? Oh yeah. Yeah. See, every I wish I could, but I'm, I'm more like the freestyler. Like I'll write it down and I'll go back and look at it and make sure it comes off my to-do list. And if I have 10 things on there, one will keep on carrying over, which is like losing weight or working out. Um, but everything else keeps getting knocked off that list. And, you know, when I tell my wife, you know, Hey, 
I have an opportunity to do Sirius. I'm like, I'm just letting you know now, Sirius is going to open up like five more doors. So once those next five doors open, there's going to be less of me being able to do other things. So we had that conversation and it's preparing for what happens next, setting goals. And with me, I just never, I never fear a situation that is to me is just an opportunity. You know, I think people never see the door for opportunity and they kind of just, they just walk by, you know, I'm always looking for opportunities, um, not greedy ones, not to uh, put other people down or to steal or to deceive people, but I'm looking for opportunities to help myself, help my family, help my team and help my purpose, whatever I'm doing. So I'm always looking for opportunities to do better every single day and knock something off my list. And I'm setting goals, writing them down, refining them, adjusting to them. And I'm very open-minded. Like when I sent a text earlier to Avi and David, and I said, I want to be the best esports platform content producer out there. I never thought in a million years I would say that because I have no passion. I haven't picked up a, a controller since like the days up in university of Albany, like in 2004, but there's an opportunity right now. So with that opportunity, I think we have the team to pivot, adapt and become the best performing, you know, website out there to bring esports to everybody who wants to play esports DFS or bet on it. So to me, opportunity arose and we're going to take advantage of it. So I'm always looking for opportunities, always sending goals, always refining my process, always looking back. And I don't really, I don't see no failures. You know, I really don't. Failures are just life lessons. They're, they're, there's a way for me to learn. So if I F something up and I screw something up, I try my best to admit to it and move on and move forward and not dwell on it. I don't spitefully hate on people. I don't hold grudges. I'm just moving forward. So it's always to straight up moving forward, resetting goals, adapting and innovating. And I want to be successful, man. So that's like my mindset. I always want to be successful at whatever I do, whether it's playing softball or, you know, doing podcasts, just go all in, man, lean right in and, and, and don't be fearful of anything because, you know, another little video that I saw with um, Will Smith and his kids, I don't know if I share this one with you, but, you know, in regards to he, I guess he was up late one night at a campfire from what I remember with his kids and they were all drinking, hanging out, having a good time. And somebody said something and challenged somebody to jump out of a plane. And they all decided that night they're going to, they're going to skydive. And the next morning he woke up, I guess he was a little bit drunk the night before and didn't realize what he actually did. And he had to, hold up to his kids but the whole entire day he was kind of fearful of the situation I would too man I definitely wouldn't agree to that but you know I think one day one time I'll end up doing it but the whole entire time he was fearful of getting up there so they show him the whole process and he's you can tell he's scared and he's tell like I don't want to do this and if he had the opportunity and if he wasn't with his kids I think he would have just passed on it um, but since his kids were all in on it he did it and even, you know, the whole time leading up to the jump, he was fearful and scared. And then when he jumped out and landed and went through that situation, it was the best experience you've ever had. So I, I relay that back to like people scared to give a speech, you know, or people scared to take a risk or ask somebody out on a date, whatever the case may be, fearful, fearful, fearful leading up to it. And then when it's over, they get a high from it. You know, they realize, wow that was amazing being on stage and having everybody listen to me and pitching this idea or, you know, talking to a customer or convincing somebody to go out with them, whatever the case may be, you know, you're usually fearing something that when you actually do it, you enjoy it. So just go into things, you know, don't, I'm not saying go rob somebody because you're fearful of it or go do these drugs because you're scared of it. I'm saying when there's opportunities that other people have done successfully and they had a good time with it, try it out and then make that decision afterwards that it's for you or it's not for you. Now I really didn't like that. You know, I didn't like the feeling of jumping out of the plane, make that decision after you do it, not beforehand. 
Exactly. And I jumped out of a plane once and it was insane. Um, you're going to do it again? I, I don't know. No, I don't really need to. Once was enough. Cool. It was 60 seconds of my life. But you make a great point. I mean, it's just one thing, um, you know, outside of really the, the jumping out of a plane aspect, if there is no harm that can come from something, you got to at least try it. Getting up on stage, nothing bad is going to happen. You're just scared. You know, what's on the other side of nothing? What's on the other side of fear? Nothing. Um, you know, there's, I can't remember a good acronym for fear, but there's a million out there that pretty much regard it to nothing. It doesn't matter. You know, it, it's completely in your brain. And as you said, like, I never thought I was going to enjoy being in front of a camera and in front of a microphone so much because I was kind of scared of it. And then I tried it once and now it's my favorite thing I get to do. And here we are now. So it's kind of funny how all that works. And then I got on the radio with you. Was I terrified the first time? Not really, because I've been in front of a microphone for however many hours at this point. Not quite at my 10,000, but we're, I promise you, we're well on our way. So we're close. It's, <laughs> we are getting close this year, especially. But um, no, man, I mean, I completely agree in, in understanding that this is, this is the win daily mindset. This is what we're trying to teach people or not even teach. This is what we're just trying to impart on others. Take what you want, leave, leave, leave what you don't and, and just understand that we're here to help in way more ways than one. Uh, we have a team here to help you win money. We have a team here to help you be mentally strong, to be the best person you can be. And I think that that's, you know, you, you put a good group of people together that spread positivity. And I'm, I'm, uh, I'm very excited and very proud to be a part of it. Yeah, the coolest thing that I've seen happen, like the natural, I don't even know what you call it, but the natural response to all of us preaching, and we don't even preach it, we just kind of carry ourselves in a way is we have this discord chat so for the listeners out there it's it's basically an expert chat where all of our dfs pros that are top ranked guys in the world are in there teaching people what to do on a particular day or a particular night uh and it's it's really amazing to see you know avi going in there for just the the gain of helping people to help people same thing with david and michael and jim and Everybody else out there, James and, and uh, Nick, there's so many people helping. But what's amazing to me to see is when we're all sleeping, they're still talking. Mm -hmm. You know, the users and everybody's just naturally doing it. I don't have to tell anybody to go into Discord and help people out. People are just naturally helping people out. And the greatest thing I see is when uh, a user gets out of the line and he starts saying, you guys may be lost today because I picked this guy and this guy told me to pick that guy. And he's just whining other users who aren't employees completely shit on this guy. And they're like, what are you saying, man? They're all in here every single day trying to help you out. Some guy sprained his ankle in the first quarter and that's why you lost. And now you're blaming these guys who are here 24 hours a day to help you out. And that's not something that we've asked anybody to do. They just naturally have done that as a result of just being a part of a community that I think is kind of inspired people to be better people overall. And listen, when we get a couple of people like that, there's always bad seeds in life, whether you live in New York or New Jersey or wherever, I, I almost immediately give this guy one more chance. But if he starts acting up again, I immediately refund his money, be on his way, because that's not what this community is about. I, I really think that you know, spending the $20 a month is going to be a profitable situation for you, A, from a DFS perspective, because when do you, like, I, I trade stocks on the side, and I wish I can get into an expert chat with professional, I mean, not bullshit Instagram Forex traders who say they've made millions of dollars and they're taking pictures on fake yachts. I'm talking about Jamie Dimon, Warren Buffett, whoever the 24th ranked, you know, trader in the world is. I would love to get into a chat room with him or her for $20 a month. I would pay $500 a month for that um, because to be around other successful people for that cost, you learn a lot. Like I'm hoping the people who sign up for Win Daily Sports are getting more than just that one win that one day. Like one of our users won $17,000. His name was Shane a couple of weeks ago when we still had sports. But I think the knowledge that, you know, the knowledge of the process, the knowledge of the mindset over the long term of your life, hopefully is worth more than that $17,000 that this guy won or the $1,000 that uh, a user won in esports last week. Like that $20 a month, I spend $20 a day easy on just lunch, not even dinner, you know, lunch at work. You know, if I get a healthy juice and like a, a chicken salad or something like that. It's 20 bucks right there. I'm not even including 
a coffee I have to get for three bucks at Dunkin' Donuts, and a dinner that I have to get who spends ten, twenty dollars, or even I cook at home, you're talking about fifty dollars just to eat, you know, for a day. Or even you want to go cheaper and you're spending thirty dollars a day. We're talking twenty dollars a month for a community of like-minded individuals who are all trying to help each other, not only win at DFS and sports betting and be profitable, but I think right now we're close to a point where if you remove the DFS and remove gambling, I think a lot of people would just stay for the fun of the community and the lifestyle. And once we get out of this quarantine phase, like one of my next plans was to have these like events where we can meet up in Vegas and hang out. You know, imagine there was like 400 of us in Vegas while on out with Win Daily gear on. People would think like, what are you, like a, a new team? Like what is this Win Daily shit that's going on? So, yeah, like I think that's the, the end goal is to become more of a, a lifestyle community where, you know, you're a member of a club, man, and this club will get you swag. It will get you confidence. It'll, you'll have people to talk to that are like-minded, and anybody who's not like us, at the end of the day, you know, if you're not a good person, you're not really with the same kind of mindset, we don't need the $20 a month from you. So Jason, this has been absolutely fantastic. It's been a lot of fun really just get to pick your brain and really feel and understand again, that energy and that positivity, as you've been saying with the community that you've built with the the people that are on the team, it's, it's, it's like-minded individuals trying to help like-minded individuals, but in the best way, you know, this isn't an echo chamber. This is, this is a way of life. This is a way of living that we've all come to enjoy i mean again it's positivity it's the best way to do it so i mean this is the first of many podcasts that i'm going to be hosting where i'm bringing on you other members of the team other members of the our community we're going to be bringing on other professional players from all over the internet and friends of ours and sports figures and athletes and coaches just to get their take on winning daily in sports and in life so tell us a little bit about what else we got uh coming down the pipeline yeah, so really, we really don't know when sports are coming back. So our focus has shifted on creating more content like this that anybody can pick up at any time. So you can be listening to this hopefully in 2023 and still gaining some information. So we're going to do a lot of content like that. Get an inner look of our team and the industry and um, sports in general. I'm going to try to get as many athletes that I know, that Michael knows, that our networks know to bring – those talents of the airwaves and see if we can, you know, scoop up a, a Cliff Floyd or a Warren Moon or Adam Schefter. I'm not sure who we're going to be able to get, but we're going to go after as many ex-athletes or people who are connected to sports and entrepreneurism and just, you know, other people from our team to get an inside look on that. From a, from a DFS perspective, we hope sports come back rather soon. But for right now, like I said earlier, I'm trying – to get our team to build the best esports platform out there to gain the edge because there's not a lot of information out there right now for esports, and that's when there's a massive edge and you can really become a profitable player because nobody's really willing to put in the research and the time. And I don't even know where Avi and Jim and our team is grabbing this information because you got to go to like Chinese message boards, Korean message boards, there's different leagues. There's different games. I don't even think DraftKings knows the scoring of some of these things because they're adjusting the scoring. So you got to learn quick, fast. And when that happens, that's when there's opportunities and there's edges. You know, in another year or two, it's going to be just like the NBA product where there's going to be 30 websites pumping out a ton of content and you can get that information everywhere and the edge is going to be gone. So right now we're going to go all in on esports until – um, sports come back. Once sports come back, we're going to be back to our, our normal thing. And we're going to be doing as much um, creative content as possible as far as daily podcasts, live streams. And I got a good feeling that sports are obviously going to come back and they're going to come back all at once. So it's going to be all hands on deck. Plus, everybody's going to be adapting to this life that they wish they had for the past two months, which is going to work, which sounds like so much fun. Um, so people are going to be adapting back to work and there's going to be like seven sports to gamble on and play DFS on all one time. So it's going to be really interesting to see what goes on. Um, if anybody's out there that's listening who wants to join the team, we're always looking for good people. You know, I never turn down a good person if they want to be involved in what's going on. So if anybody's out there who's feeling bored, who's feeling like, you know, they've, they wanted to write for other sites, now's the time to hit us up, man. Uh, I don't turn down anybody who wants to – 
um, do good and, and help people out. You know, I've passed the torch to Michael to do a lot of these interviews. And I told him, look, I don't want to handcuff you, man. You do it your style. And you get as many people on these podcasts as possible to give the information out for free to anybody who wants to listen to get through their days easier. That's what we got going on, pushing a lot of content for DFS. Got a lot of interesting things going on with the site. We're going to have an optimizer by the time sports come back. Um, we're going to have our swag store. It's already pretty much open, but nobody knows it's open right now. So we're going to launch our swag store so you can get hoodies, hats, T-shirts for women, men, for toddlers, for, you know, we have every single style of hats. We have like 50 different products in our swag store right now. So that's pretty cool. So you'll be able to buy any merchandise you want to do. And to be honest with you, everything's set to cost price. So whatever you guys buy it for, that's my cost of everything. I'm not trying to profit a dollar off it. I just want this thing to run on its own and basically have people rocking win daily hats and t-shirts and hoodies all day, every day. So it's not something that we're trying to do to make profits during these times. It's just really just trying to put out some cool gear and have other people rock the brand um, out in the open. So that's the goal of that. And we're also trying to do some creative stuff. So we're trying to maybe focus a little bit on some poker games. Like we had some internal poker games, but maybe we'll unveil that to the masses. That'd be kind of cool right now. I'd be, I'd love to get a bigger tournament going than just the 10 people we have internally. So we're going to be doing some of those. And looking for new creative ideas, you know, right now, a lot of things are changing in the world. So we're going to change with it. We're going to stay positive and we're going to try to bring the best content available when these sports pop back open. So we're going to stay focused, man. I love it. Got to stay focused. Got to keep your head down. Got to win daily, man. That's all it's all about. All right, man. Thanks for having me and good luck on all the rest of the interviews. I hope you kill it. I hope you get that interesting information. I want to learn something new about David Jones when you do his interview. And everybody you bring on, we created this list of around 100 people that we want to, you know, to bring on the show. And that's just the start of it. I want to learn something from all these guys. So my goal for you is to teach me something from each of these guys. So when I listen to these podcasts with David and Sia and Phil, I want to learn something new about these guys. I think I know them. But I want to learn something new about these guys. So make sure you ask those tough questions. Put them on the spot to get that, that insider info so we can all learn from them as well. Sounds good, man. I appreciate your time today, Jason. Talk to you all soon. All right, man. Have a good night.